Hello and welcome to another edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Professors Bussey and Burgess here again, handing out degrees and common sense. Common sense, Bubba, now a superpower. Oh, more than ever. More than ever. So uh, we. this is one of our favorites. Uh, he has been on the, the big show a number of times, uh, and now he makes his debut on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. I speak, of course, of Kurt Cameron. Kurt. Kurt, welcome to Rick and hey. Bubba University. Hey, Rick and Bubba, great to be with you guys again. Thanks for having me back um, on your program. Well, you know, well, we're, we're just glad to have probably the only conservative in California. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there's there, there's a few of us out here, and, um, you know, we need, we need more. So come on. Yeah, I wanted to ask you this. You know, sometimes, uh, and I saw you, uh, when was it? Maybe, was it over the weekend? I saw you getting interviewed by Eric Metaxas. And uh, and you you were in Nashville at that time, and there was a side of me that thought, well, he finally did it. He's moved his family to to the south. He's he, he can't he can't take it anymore. But uh, there are a lot of people that are leaving California just because yeah. just because it just is becoming more and more impossible to live there with the overhead and the ever changing world. But but is there is there a call? Do you feel like God's placed on you and your family? to stay there is light or, or what, what, what's your, what's are your, are you just waiting for the moving van? Or is it just too beautiful to leave? <laughs> you know, what, which one? I, was gonna say, <laughs> I don't know. It might just be the beach and the weather yeah. and the no bugs right. and the mountains. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it is beautiful here in California. God made California, uh, he, but he didn't make the bad politics. Right. And we have thoughts of going to other places. You know, Tennessee is one of my favorites. And of course uh, I love, Florida and Georgia are places where we have friends and we spend some time, but for now it's California. And I think that what happens in California and New England spreads to the rest of the world. And uh, I, I think that it's important that we have people on the front lines in politics, in, in movies, TV, music, um, in tech, because this stuff goes to the whole world. And uh, if, if we're all hunkering down in one spot, where it appears to be safe, I think we eventually find out that it's really not. You got to uh, attack things head on. And so I'm trying to stay in the media industry and make projects that are going to shine a big light in the darkness. Yeah, you know, it, it's similar to we, we've had a number of people, you know, over time, Bubba, I know you have personally, I have personally and together as a team that said, look, you guys are, you know, you're followers of Christ. You're very open about that. Uh, why keep dealing with that juggling act of being in secular entertainment? Uh, and you know, it'd be much easier if you just went over into only Christian platforms, you know, you wouldn't have to worry about certain topics, certain sponsors and making those decisions all the time and walking that tight line that Christ called us to in the world, but not of the world, but really the same reason, right, Bub? I mean, if, if we abandon, you know, secular radio and these secular entertainment platforms and, and just give them up. I don't think that's the call. And I think every person has to follow, has to follow their individual call. You know, sometimes we make a mistake yeah. of trying to force our call on somebody else. Takes but, all types. Yeah. But, but our call has been no stay here and try to, uh, use the, earn the right to share the gospel through, through entertainment and these platforms, because if we leave them, then, then what's left. Well, I, I, I'm so glad that you guys are making the choices that you are. And, and I'd like to just offer something here by way of worldview and, and, and perspective. When we say things like, you know, we should just relegate ourselves only to Christian platforms, you know, only make Christian movies and, and give it out or Christian radio. 
listen, that's relegating yourself to the ghetto. I I don't think that's the plan. I think the plan is go into all the world and disciple all of the nations, not disciple your own little ghetto in a corner as a as a persecuted, outnumbered uh, minority that's never going to actually be the head. You just stay the tail. I don't think that's the plan. I think Jesus says, uh, may your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And those who were in the little secular atheist ghetto hundreds of years ago actually picked up the playbook that we should be running in the family of faith. And they got out of the minority and then they're starting to take dominance and create what we call the mainstream culture today. But that's not how it used to be, particularly in early America. The primary textbook in schools was the Bible. Um, The most informed people that you look to for the news was your pastor telling you what's going on in the current events of the day from the pulpit uh, because he had wisdom. And the artists and the uh, the arts, entertainment, education, big business, everything, these were governed by principles of Christianity because that's what causes human flourishing. And so we need, in my opinion, and I think this is the right opinion, is that if we want good values to reign in our land for our children and our grandchildren, we cannot get into this silo, ghetto mentality that we belong in a corner uh, preaching to ourselves. No, um, God gave the whole world to the family of faith to bless it by applying his word to it for everybody. And hopefully they get reconciled to God too, through the good, excellent work that we do everywhere. Kurt, let me ask you this. Uh, Amen. W- we talk about drift a lot of times or, uh, uh, you, you, and that you, accent was so strong, I don't even know what that word is. <laughs> That's a two-syllable word. Dreyuff. Spelled D-R-E-E-F. What did you say? Uh, well, we speak in slow motion here, right, you right. know. Uh, we've heard the term mission creep before or yeah. drift. Why, why do you think that uh, going to the left politically is so much easier than being a conservative and going to the right. Because we've we've definitely seen, as you brought out, our education system has drifted to the left. And even in our part of the world where we're supposed to to be more conservative and and even in Christian education, we are seeing more and more people drifting toward the left uh, in a lot of their beliefs. Uh, Why do you think it's just the natural trend is to go to the left? Well, so uh, there was a a president, I I think it was Ronald Reagan, who once said, uh, some would have us believe that we have to choose between right or left politically. And he said, I don't think the choice is between right or left. I think it's between up or down. We either go up to our maximum potential under God as individuals and a nation, or we go down to totalitarianism and the ash heap of history. And I think that really is right. Yeah. Because, you know, what, what used to be left to our grandparents is now about right to us. Right. The shift continues to go further and further in that direction, but really it's a downward drag. Progressive ideas are really regressive ideas if you look at history. Right. And 
what we've experienced for so long in this country is just the we've been coasting off of the 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 fruit that our ancestors planted right year generations ago they were they were godly people they weren't perfect but they understood what caused great families healthy nations and we've been enjoying that but when we sort of just let it all slide and we just go along to get along and we don't read the constitution and we don't get involved in our kids school boards um when we just sort of drink and look at porn and let our marriages fall apart well what ends up happening is we we head that downward direction and then we look for other people to take care of the problems for us and government is happy to do that and that's where what we're seeing now they'll have to be happy to parent your kids for you uh, they do that 8 hours a day in the public school system and they'll teach them to hate everything that you love uh if you let them and they'll promise to take care of you know your healthcare and your education and your safety and your everything and it's just easy to let other people do it it's like kids who get apathetic or lazy they'll just let their parents take care of them and and even christians sadly have forgotten that god has called us to be free he kept came to set the captives uh into liberty and we're captives to sin we're captives to people who want to control us through oppressive government but if we've got our hearts freed through the gospel we then can can uh bring heaven to our home and we can begin to free an entire nation if people will govern themselves yeah. uh under the principles of heaven and that's what i'm i'm trying to outline and underscore and shout from the rooftops uh don't go the easy way it'll head you not only to the left but it'll he- head you down into the pit do the hard thing do the hard work and let's head up to max- maximum potential and blessing under god yeah cuz in that part of it as you said and we'll come back and we'll jump in this but like you just said we we've got a generation that that they don't even know or seem to understand what the founding fathers uh, as far as the government was concerned, they were flawed people. We know that, but it was the very thing that they claimed that cleared a lot, cleared up a lot of those things they had wrong, because they themselves said, "We believe that that God gives freedom and that God made all men equal." And what we want to do is we want to set up a, a constitutional republic that will, you know, try to, that will be set up for just like you said. But I think if we can simplify it in this nutshell, the original intent was for you, individual, to maximize your God-given potential through maximum God-given liberty, period. And so we're yeah. going to set up an environment uh-huh. yeah, where you, you can have maximum God-given liberty, and then you can reach your God-given potential. And and we I think we've allowed it to be you know defined much more complicated than that. But that doesn't mean everybody's going to get to the same no, place no. at the same time. Same opportunities. So so thus it can't be fair. Yeah, I mean, go, you I, know, that's we, the big catch. Now, got to be fair. We say yeah. that we, we say this a lot on on the show about what, what's most misunderstood. I think for for people who who tend to be as you po- pointed out perfectly poorly named progressive because there's nothing progressive about it is that the the civil rights movement. In this country, the slavery uh, problems in this country, those would not have been resolved if they couldn't, if, 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 you know, Dr. King and, of course, Abraham Lincoln couldn't have pointed to the hypocrisy that we claimed about ourselves that we weren't fulfilling. 
What what if the country would have said, well, we never said that. We never said all men were created equal. We never said you should be given maximum liberty so you, to reach your God-given potential. But don't bring that. Uh, don't don't redress us about that. We never said that. It was those very principles that even solved the very problems we had. So uh, we'll come back. We'll talk more about one of the things that Kirk Cameron says we need to do, or at least a suggestion of one thing to look at when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, continues. All right, our guest on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast this week, is Kirk Cameron. So we kind of laid the groundwork for, for now going in to the homeschool awakening uh, this is a documentary. It's going to be in theaters for only two days, June the 13th and the 14th. Uh, to find out where it'll be showing near you, go to kirkcameron.com, put in your zip code, and it'll show you where Homeschool Awakening will be playing. And Bub and I have said this, Kirk, I know you agree. One of the mistakes that we made in our constitutional republic was when we allowed the Department of Education to be formed. Uh, that was a huge mistake, and we've paid a price ever since. Yeah, man, that, that's true. And it sounds like such a huge uh, overstatement, right? Like, like, what do you mean we, we shouldn't have? I mean, isn't education important? Shouldn't that be in the – well, if you look uh, and you Google, uh, what does the Constitution say about education? Um, there, there are some false claims that are in there, but if you go get your own pocket copy of the Constitution or whatever – there is, there is no mention of education in the Constitution uh, as it was written. Because, why? Because education was critically important and government was to stay limited and small in its own lane to accomplish what the Constitution said it was to accomplish. And it has nothing to do with education. That was the responsibility of the family. And that was supported by the church, the family of faith. And it's so critical to understand that. And, and that's why I've made this homeschool awakening documentary because millions of parents have seen what happens when they trust a godless government. And that's not to say that all teachers are godless. My father is a, is a godly man and he's a public school teacher. So are my grandparents and teachers have a very noble position that make a difference in the lives of kids, but right. they're not deciding the curriculum That's in the public problem. schools. The yeah. government is, yeah. and they're working against everybody. Um, and parents got to see that during the COVID shutdowns when schools closed, kids went home, parents are looking and they're seeing on their computer what their kids are being taught. They're being taught critical race theory, gender queer theory. They're being uh, asked what what gender they would like to be. Do you want to be a boy or a girl? You could choose your pronouns. <laughs> Shocking, they learn to hate America, feel guilty about the color of their skin and judge their fellow students, uh, not by the content of their character, but but how much melanin they have uh, in their skin. This kind of stuff is outrageous. And so they pulled their kids out of school and homeschooling went up 60 percent in 2020. And parents are discovering that there is a whole new world of freedom, of flexibility, and uh, ability to pass on your faith in a way that works for your family uh, that is just incredible. And so I'm documenting the everyday adventures of American homeschool families who are on a mission to put faith, family, and freedom back into learning. So... I, I, we're going to be completely transparent here, and, and things changed. 
the first time that I heard, because I, I'm in the same boat you are, my, my niece is a public school teacher, my sister is a public school teacher, my parents uh, retired, but they worked in public school. So this yeah. was this was just part of our lives. And and I did get to go to a, a, a government school that really you know opened the day with prayer over the intercom. The Bible was discussed in our classes. It really wasn't the government schools of today. And I think I got caught sleeping a little bit. Uh, and when I heard homeschool being brought up, I kind of laughed at it. I was like, homeschool? Those are a bunch yeah. of those are a bunch of weird weird kids that don't know how to yeah. function in society. Don't have a social life, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, who are you taking to the prom? Are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, and and, and so <laughs> I, I really was I was negative about it. I thought nah, that, that, that that that's not that's not the answer. But then as as, it, as things begin to change, I remember the first time, and I, I'd like to credit who it was, but I can't remember the first time I heard public school called what it really is: government school. And uh, and therefore the government would, like you just said, dictates the curriculum. Even though the Department of Education, when it was created, said they would never do that. Uh, of course, the government never takes power once you give it to them. Um, and and things started changing. And then my younger kids, I didn't homeschool them because I felt intimidated about it. Which I think this movie is going to help a lot of people. But I did put them in a Christian private school. But even some Christian private yeah. schools can can be very. Can be very. Uh, you got to you got to know the Christian school just because it has that word on it. You, you need to check it theologically and, and see where it is. Because I mean, even in some of the Christian schools, they'll come home with some woke stuff that you're like, "Where did you learn that? Who told you that?" Um, but so you even have to vet the Christian school out. But uh, but I think what you're doing here is important because speaking from our experience, I was completely intimidated by the thought of homeschooling. Even when my wife was even saying, "You know, I think this is something." Uh, even looking back, she said, this is something maybe we should have embraced a little more, uh, but we didn't quite understand it, and it was just yeah. so foreign to us at our age. Yeah, I get it. I had a healthy fear of homeschooling as well. <laughs> I went to public school. My dad's a public school teacher, and we had a great little little private school that our kids went to up to sixth grade. After sixth grade, we weren't happy with the options yeah. that were available. Uh, definitely not the public school system uh, for our kids because of, of what they were teaching there. And we wanted to pass on our faith and values. Um, so somebody said, well, have you thought of homeschooling? And I thought, man, like you said, guys like that, they're weird. You know, what do you like? What do you, yeah. don't you have to be a Quaker? To homeschool your kids? Like you need to own a cow, wear a head covering and yeah. churn your own butter. Yeah. I mean, Raise I mean, a barn on the weekend. That's it. And, and, uh, you know, I care about education for my kids. I'm not going to be their math teacher right. through, through 12th grade, but they opened up a world to me and, and helped me to see that, man, you don't get it. You, you have the greatest opportunity. You have this sacred calling as a mom and as a dad to train up your children and teach them who God is, who they are, what the world is all about and their purpose and place in it. And listen, if your school situation is stressing you out because for seven or eight hours a day, they're teaching your kids stuff you don't want them to learn, man, you can't get that back. You can't get that time back. And homeschooling is not about bringing the school into your house and you becoming the librarian. Homeschooling is about doing life together with your family and learning about math and science and literature and history as you go through life using the world as your classroom and you're in community with other people who will help you do it. There's tons of curriculums and you can choose the one that fits your family and your children's learning styles. 
Plus, you don't have to be a trigonometry teacher because there's plenty of people in the homeschool community that would be happy to teach those things to your children because they're qualified. That's what they love. That's what they do. And there's online courses and co-ops and networks and conferences. I speak at a lot of these conferences. And what I found is that this is producing a whole different type of human being. They're, they're, they understand their identity. They have the opportunity to explore their gifts and talents. Um, they think outside the box. They are initiative takers. And they're not stuck in a monoculture of, of, of 30 other 14-year-olds in a classroom. Uh, they're with older kids, younger kids. They have conversations with grandparents and adults uh, and taking care of, of little babies within the family and the whole community. So if you find a homeschooler who has been homeschooled well, you will often find them to be uh, very well educated and well read and comfortable holding conversations with adults and uh, have opinions on political matters and historical matters. And you will find that they are excited about learning because their curiosity about the world was developed. They weren't stressed out in an environment where parents are on the defense telling them no, 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 because the, the school system is teaching them all kinds of stuff that are harming them. And uh, I'm just so excited. It is a phenomenon and an awakening that's taking place across the country. And uh, the homeschool awakening is gonna answer questions, show you the how-tos, the ins and outs, and you're gonna take a deep dive into the adventures of these families that are doing it joyfully. Kurt, you make it sound so good, and it, it, you make great points, but the government school folks are not as fired up about it as you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken a ton. Do you know how much money? Now, I, I, now, listen, again, hear me, hear me. God bless teachers. Yeah. Teachers are important. Yeah. We all need them, and they make a difference in children's lives. No doubt. However, Talk to a public school teacher and ask them if they are grieved in their heart when they want to teach their children about God and pray with them or, or, or inspire them in ways that lead toward their health and teach them common sense things about sexuality and gender and about this blessed country that we have. They will tell you, man, we can't talk about any of that stuff. In fact, we have to talk about things we don't want to talk about. So, I'm sorry. What was <laughs> what was your question? Well, we're we're talking. Well, let's take a break right here because I want to come back. We're talking about the pushback because uh, we were, you know, and why we were, aren't they excited? Yeah, yeah. we had just <laughs> interviewed you on the on the big show. We mainly talked about men's ministry because you're going to be speaking at the Gridiron Men's Conference Father's Day weekend uh, in our home state up in Huntsville, Alabama, and, yeah. and and so we didn't get this talking about the homeschool awakening to the awakening to the end of the interview, which is why we're spending more time on it here in the podcast, and, and after we had that interview with you, uh, we started seeing articles coming out, and I was like, uh-oh, uh, Kirk, uh -oh. Kirk, Kirk has found himself. He spoke and, the uh, alligator. Not everybody is fired up about the homeschool awakening. So uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that when we come talk back. Talk about why when we come back. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk Got about it. it on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. All right, let's talk about life insurance. Bubba, you and I, 57, 58. Uh, we bought life insurance. We went term. We just want our family to get money if we were to die young. 
Well, you and I have messed up because we did not die young. And, well, we uh, won that bet, Rick. We did. And uh, <laughs> that's good, but now it's bad. So now everybody says, yeah. oh, you want to continue to have life insurance. <laughs> well, well, well. Uh, but listen, I've got great news. Well, let's simplify this. It's called Ladder, L-A-D-D-E-R, ladderlife.com slash Rick Bubba. Go there, L-A-D-D-E-R. Uh, 100% digital, no doctors, no needles, no paperwork. And, and listen to this number. When you apply for $3 million in coverage or less, you just answer a few questions about your health in an application. You've got a few minutes on the phone or a laptop to apply. And then Ladder uses those algorithms to work in real time, and they'll find out whether you're instantly approved. There you go. No hidden fees. You can cancel anytime you want. Uh, get a full refund if you change your mind in the first 30 days. And remember, we're talking about simplifying it. If I pass away before my spouse and my children, what do they get? Uh, and and that we're not dealing with this whole life and, and all this. So so we're talking about here's the check that goes to your family uh, if you pass before them. Uh, and their policies are issued by insurers with long-proven histories of paying claims. They're rated A and A-plus by AM Best, 4.8 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot, and they've got tons of customers that have rated them. So why don't you go now, And uh, because Bubba and I can tell you, the older you get, the more it costs. Oh, yeah. So you need to go now, ladderlife.com slash Rick Bubba. That's ladderlife.com slash Rick Bubba. Kurt Cameron is our guest on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. All right, so Kurt, we were talking about the Homeschool Awakening. It's going it's to be in theaters coming up on June the 13th and the 14th. Find out where it's going to be near you, KurtCameron.com. Put in the zip code and then go see it because a lot of questions that we may not get to today are going to be answered. But when we went to this break, you have, have been getting a little pushback on your little homeschool awakening. Some people, some people, little. yeah, some people, some people don't like it. I feel like I whacked a hornet's nest with a baseball bat and they've been chasing me for the last week and a half. <laughs> right. Yeah. So tell us what's happening. What, what, what's the pushback? Well, you know, we've been talking about this homeschool awakening and yeah. I was pointing out that for, for many good families who have their kids in public school, for many good teachers who are trying to shine the light to these kids in an increasingly secularized system, uh, public education system today has become public enemy number one. And they didn't like that. And so MSNBC and Twitter and everybody else, they, they've been kind of going, going nuts about this, thinking that, that somehow <clears throat> homeschoolers are anti-education. And they're not. These are just parents who have, who have woken up and they're saying, uh-uh, not with my kids. You're not going to do that. And the pandemic shined a spotlight on what their kids were learning and they want something better for them. And so I said, look, you need to understand that you, you're not stuck. You have hope and you have options. And I want to show you through the homeschool awakening. I think the reason that people have gotten upset uh, about the homeschool movement, uh, number one, if you follow the money, you usually find out some of the answers, right? Yeah, sure. And, uh, you know, the schools get money for kids in those schools. And so if you pull children out of the public school system, they lose money. And so much of this is about, you know, the teachers unions are not getting as much money when you have millions of families pulling their children out of public school, which is, I'm sorry to say, we need to do that. I know that may sound like a crazy uh, over overreaction, but it's not. Look, we document stories within the homeschool document, uh, homeschool awakening, where 
For instance, one mom was going to a meeting at the school because they were passing a bill that would notify parents when sexually explicit material was going to be given to their children in school. She thought this was a no-brainer. And when they started to give examples of what they wanted to uh, notify the parents about, they stopped the meeting and the judge ordered everyone under 18 years old to leave the room because it was so explicit. Wow. This is the stuff they were teaching the kids. They couldn't even talk and about it. Huh? They couldn't. Yeah. In the, in the meeting. And then the, the teachers and the union representatives schooled the parents and said, y'all sit down. You have nothing to say about this. We're the experts. We have the degrees. You guys stay out of it. We know what's best for kids and you're not going to tell us how to do our job. And that's when they pulled their kids out and they said, okay, now I see the agenda. This is, this is wow. not the way that it's supposed to be. Well, you, so, you know, too, Kurt, I think if you, if you really are supportive of education, and, you know, that covers a lot of things, of course, uh, you're not threatened by other people who are educating. Right. You know, you, you're, you're all pulling in the same direction. But I think if you are into indoctrination, you're highly offended when somebody else comes on the stage. And I think that's what you're seeing. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And it's, you know, you've got some nuances there that I think we, that resonate with us, the difference between education and indoctrination. Yes. Um, and really, I think what it comes down to is what are your core values you're trying to teach? Because we, we want to teach our children doctrine, right? As, as, as Christians, yes. doctrine is important. And so indoctrination, education, uh, it really comes down to uh are you going to are you going to be a parent of your children or not? Are you going to be in charge and you choose the educational path for your child? And that doesn't have to be homeschooling. Uh, that's just the way it was in the United States for the first hundred years. Um, it was home based, family driven, supported by the church. Or are you going to farm parenting seven hours a day out to a government system that wants to undermine your faith and your morality and your children's love for America and for the Judeo-Christian values and the definition of a family. Because if you want your kids to flourish, you've got to get back in the driver's seat because the government would be happy to take them and just use them as little lemmings for uh, nope. their agenda and turn them into little Marxist revolutionaries. Uh, history teaches us this. That's why our founding fathers were so adamant about uh, parents being in charge of education and having not only religious freedom, but also economic freedom and educational freedom. Uh, and, and that's what a lot of parents are discovering that they can do. Now, listen, there are great online programs. There are great universities that uh, do share your values and even some public schools that are still able to do that. But I don't think they're going to be able to for long they're making a full court press to take uh, complete control over all the, all the mountains right. of culture, you know, business, tech, uh, healthcare, education. They're even shutting down our churches, right? Yep. And they're separating parents from their children on important topics like their gender and sexuality. And uh, it, it's, it's really, really at a critical point in our nation's history right now. And if, if we want things to move in the right direction, we have got to wake up, 
we have got to stand up, speak up, and we need to be in charge of our children's futures. And whoever writes the textbooks for your kids' education has got them yeah. for the future and will determine where we go as a country. So talk with other people, uh, educate yourself about the options that are out there. And I think the homeschool awakening will, uh, will start pointing you in the right direction. Now, you think about two things. I think it was Paul Washer. I saw this statement this week, and he was talking about this topic. Uh, and he said, and um, he said, you've got to just use common sense. Let's just take a normal week. Do you really think that you're going to give the government your child for 40 hours and then hope you can combat that by going to church on Sunday and your kid go paint and color a picture of Noah's Ark? That's right, uh, and 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 it said, "How in the world, are, you know, there's got to be more of the of the of the, the the point of view that you think is best than than giving them forty hours, and then you take right. your kid to church, and the kid might be there for two hours, maybe, uh, and uh, and and in that period of time, the kid might you know color a picture of Noah's Ark and hear a Bible story. Um, so you know, can you really combat that? And then the other is what you said. We did the stories, Bub, on the big show. Yeah. So we we will not let a teacher in a government school tell your child about the Christian faith, but we will let them tell your child about their sex life, their dating life, um, and help your child work out its sexuality. I mean, if that yeah. alone doesn't make you go, what? That that just doesn't seem right. Yeah. Well, and not and not only that, they, they don't want you to talk about religion uh, there, but they, they have a very strong religious viewpoint that they're pushing toward your children. And that viewpoint is God does not exist. That's a figment of your imagination. If you want religion to make you feel good, that's fine. But that's not part of science. Incorrect. No, you just you just failed the most important test. And you're you're actually teaching your children in your classroom to be just as blind as you are. Uh, the fundamental foundation of science, uh, of knowledge, is that there is a God in heaven who created us, and he made everything that is here. And without uh, a knowledge of God, uh, you have no wisdom. You, you, yep. you, you don't have the ability. You're disqualified from educating uh, children about the most important thing, which is to know God, love God with all your heart, and love your neighbor as yourself. Um, so, Man, it's, it's just about, we need to run the plays that God's given us uh, in, in Deuteronomy chapter six. Know God, love God, teach these things diligently to your children when they rise up, when they walk along the way, when they go to sleep at night, and when they get up in the morning. Well, uh, you know, the, the government schools are doing that for us. And when they rise up, when they walk along the, the down the hallway, you know, in, 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 to their classroom and when they have all their homework for the rest of the night and they'll do it again the next morning for 40 hours a week like you said why not consider what could happen if we began creating our own schools and we began working together taking back our children um investing all that time in them to disciple them 40 hours a week together with other families who would be happy to help you they want their kids around your kids you want your kids around their kids because you're like-minded. And uh, and that's what the homeschool awakening demonstrates is that there is freedom in education. There is flexibility in education. It is fun. There are kids who've got their pilot's license at 14 years old. <laughs> there are uh, families who are actually uh, starting their own businesses and the kids are, are part of that business. 
and they have interests and um, stuff that they're passionate about, and they learn how to incorporate math, and they learn about the history of those things that they're interested in, and they're reading books. Reading, writing, arithmetic is involved in them pursuing their passions, and they learn in a holistic, organic kind of way with the whole world as their classroom. Doesn't that just sound right? Doesn't that just sound natural? Rather than being stressed out, uh, you know, looking at pornography on their phone in, in the bathroom uh, while they're cramming for a test, trying not to embarrass themselves uh, in front of their friends, hating school, uh, not to mention losing their faith. So the homeschool awakening, I just think is, is uh, it's documenting a great awakening that is taking place and it's being led by parents. So go check out what they're doing. Yeah. It's a and if you're homeschooling, this is a movie about you. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have a few more questions when we wrap up because the couple specifics, and I know if they're in the movie, you can say, hey, Rick, that's in the movie. But I want to ask you to address a couple things when we come back. When Rick and Bubba University, the podcast continues. All right, Bubba, Tommy John. Uh, look, we're men, uh, and and most men and, and our boys and our sons, we think we're assigned our underwear one time in life, and that's what you work with the rest of your life. <laughs> we do, uh, sadly. But, but I will tell you something. There, there really is a difference. Tommy, Tommy John, the, the, the recreational clothing and underwear that they put together uh, for men and women, but, but really basically for, for, for the men, I want you to understand there is a difference. And, and I, I told you this, I think, before the last time we talked about this. I've never been a fan of the boxer brief. Yeah, I mean, I, you don't I, like that. My, I, you know, I've just my thighs are too big. I don't like something coming down on my thighs <laughs> like that. I feel like I've got two pair of pants on, and and then so I ordered, you know, some Tommy John, and my wife said, you know, I, I look, you you made a mistake here. You ordered boxer briefs. I'm like, oh man, I wanted to just get the briefs, and I, and I said, well, look, I've ordered them. I'm gonna try them. Okay, so really, I don't dislike boxer briefs. I dislike boxer briefs that aren't Tommy John. How about I, I put just, them on? I'm like, wow, this is very comfortable. How about they're soft? They breathe. Yep. They're easy to move in. You don't even know you got them on. No, you really don't. And and they're designed the way God made us, which is cool. Uh, and the cooling way, you know, to especially this time of year where we live, you can feel cooler because you are cooler uh, by, by the, the products that uh, that Tommy John puts out because of the materials they use to make them. And look, there here. If you don't believe us, I love this. Uh, if it's not the best pair that you have ever worn, it's free. That's guaranteed. So let's get you 20% off. Go 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 experience the Tommy John difference by going to TommyJohn.com slash Rick Bubba. That's TommyJohn.com slash Rick Bubba. See the site for all the details. Bubba, uh, we are wrapping up. We got we got a few more minutes uh, with Kirk Cameron on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. So, Kirk, let me, let me just talk to you as someone – as we already said, when I heard about homeschooling, the first thing I started thinking about is not what I was going to gain, unfortunately, and I apologize to you for that, but what I, what was I going to lose? And, and one of the things that I was thinking about is what, how will I, t- where will we socialize with other people, with my kids, uh, you know, so that they can learn to be socially appropriate? And also the other thing is this goodbye to sports for me. Uh, I mean, can my kids not participate in organized sports anymore? If you if those things are covered, and I'm sure they are, in the movie, and you're saying, Rick, just tell people to go see the movie, or can you at least address those two things a little bit right now? Yeah, sure. Uh, love to. So, yes, some of these things are, and more things than just those two are addressed in the movie. Um, let's let's pick which one do we want to talk about first. Um, sports. The first thing you asked was about uh, well, socializing. Oh, socializing the kids. Yeah. <clears throat> Listen, 
My experience has been, and again, I travel all over the country and I meet homeschooling families everywhere, is that homeschool families uh, tend to have such better socialization because think about it. When you go to, to school, uh, often your kids are coming home, like you said, Rick, learning things that you are saying, where did you learn that? Right. Well, it's, it's through the socialization at school. And people who, who, who are thinking that I'm going to help socialize my kids by dropping them off at a public school, that's like thinking that you're going to help your kids understand nutrition by dropping them off at a candy store. Okay. <laughs> like, that's not the kind of socialization no. that you want. Right. But when your children are in a community of people where the older kids are helping the younger kids and teaching them and uh, those kids are then being taught by parents and they have peers and they're around families with grandparents and great grandparents and they're out in the real world. They're, they're actually interacting with all of society all the time. That's real socialization. And they've got a real picture of how the world actually works. Again, it's not just a monoculture of you being with kids your own age. That sort of breeds um, weird and toxic things. Uh, and it's not part of the real world. You live in this little bubble yeah. that actually doesn't exist once you get outside of school. Yeah. But when you're homeschooling, the socialization uh, and the kind of socialization that you want for your kids is everywhere. Yes. Um, so about four minutes left. What about organized sports? I know homeschooling has come a long way there, haven't they? They've come uh, so, so far. So not only do many homeschooling communities have their own sports leagues, uh, many schools, private schools and public schools, because remember, you're paying taxes to your public school anyway. Right. And so you are able to be a part of those sports leagues. Now, some states are different and they'll right. kind of they don't really get the whole homeschooling thing. But that's changing all the time because millions of families want sports for their kids as well. Our kids went through soccer and lacrosse and basketball. It was awesome. Sports are not a problem and it's getting better and better all the time. Kurt, real quick, tell us about actually making the movie. Uh, when did you decide to do this? How did you do this? How did you finance it? Give us some of the nuts and bolts behind the screen. Well, I, I love acting in films, uh, but I really love making movies that I think are important. And so uh, I actually partnered up with the Trinity Broadcast Network. I've got a talk show there that I do every Monday night called Takeaways. And they thought that the homeschooling movement needed to be um, put you know, up on the big screen. And so I said, man, I love homeschooling and now's the time. So we made it together and uh, this is going to be in movie theaters. I mean, think of it. Um, if you're a homeschool family, when's the last time you were up on a big screen and your way of life was being on put on display for the rest of the world to see? So and, not, and not in a negative way. About it. Yeah. And, and we, we, we hope that more movies like this will get made. Well, um, I want to hit uh, so everybody knows in our last few minutes here. And if I if there's anything you want to add to this, tell me. Go to KirkCameron.com. It's going to show on the big screens June 13th and 14th. To find out where, just put in your zip code. You'll see how to do that right there at KirkCameron.com. It's called Homeschool Awakening, uh, and it'll be showing for those two days in theaters. And then we did mention this last time you were on for all the guys that are watching this. And you know, that we've been working for years with the gridiron men's conference. Don't forget that Kirk uh, will be also coming to address the men and which will feature a lot of dads uh, coming up in Huntsville, Alabama, father's day weekend. The conference is uh, on Friday night, then half a day on Saturday. And Kirk will be one of the speakers there as well. So uh, anything you need to add to that information, Kirk, have I pretty much laid it out the, the way for everybody to participate? 
You, yeah, that's that sounds great. It's going to be such a good time. You know, fathers and sons and friends and grandfathers. It's just a time for the guys to get together and be encouraged and inspired. Yeah, and thank you for always taking time uh, to to hang out with us. And you know, if uh, if you ever find your way back back down near here, you always have to reach out to Rick and Bubba. And and if we come to California, you'll probably already hear we're there because people will be screaming saying, "I saw them." There's people. <laughs> there's people from Alabama. We saw them. They're here. So uh, so we we'd love to get to spend some time with you and your family. We think a lot of you. Thank you. I would love to do that. And I'll make you uh, my famous fried bologna sandwich. I finally got, uh, I learned how to make that piece of bologna lay down. And, uh, Kurt Cameron, thanks a lot. Thanks, and, Kurt. and thanks for, this is a lot of work and we know it's a lot of work, but it's important uh, because as you mentioned, I think this country, uh, we could have a whole generational change and that's how you change things. Uh, through gen- right. through generations. The Homeschool Awakening, June 13th and 14th. Go to KurtCameron.com. Put in your zip code. You'll see where it's playing. Go get educated on it, and, uh, and maybe a lot of your questions will be answered, and a lot of your anxiety that you might have like we had uh, might be relieved. Kurt Cameron, thank you for being with us, and thanks to all of you for watching this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. 